Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Real-time crime. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Time Crime. I'm your host, Leah Lamar, and I have with me my compadre. <laughs> You've been working on a new title. Not, not, I'm really didn't trying. work out well enough, but. It's Dimitri, you guys. Dimitri, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? You know, Dimitri, I, I think we know how I'm doing. I think we do. And just to fill other people in, Leah is still out of the country. <laughs> I did buy my plane ticket back for next Tuesday. <sighs> All right. Well, that's exciting. I know. I know. It's exciting. And um, I have a British boyfriend. Not to brag, but to brag. Oh, my gosh. You just used the boyfriend word. I know. I know. I went to Europe and I bought the first house I saw. <laughs> <laughs> So um, just so we're clear, then the crime that has been committed is that your single life has been assassinated by my single life. Yeah. Yeah. By and we're we're referring to Adam, right? His name is is Adam. Uh Oh, Oh my God. Poor guy. He's sitting by himself on the bed doing work and he just seems content. (sighs) 
uh, listen, that's <laughs> that's what you need. That's a good thing in a relationship. He just looked at me. Oh no, he just said, "Help me." He just yeah. mouthed, "Help me." But <laughs> bad news for you, Boo. I'm the only one here. Uh, he's so trapped. Okay, anyway, um, this is a future crime for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. A future crime of passion. Sorry, Adam. You were great while you lasted. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you guys, so many hilariously odd stories this week. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's kind of a nice change of pace from there's been some heavy stuff lately. So it's nice to get in. Not that any crime is good, but some of this stuff is very strange. Some of this stuff is very bizarre. And not that any of these are ha ha funny. People are dying, right. but they are strange. So let's put it that way. Number one, number two. Yes, I'm in Paris for the keeping score, following along my Instagram. And for those of you who are not, this has really been. I'm exhausted. I wouldn't I say mean, I'm ready to come home, but I'm not not ready to come home. You've been gone for like what is it, like six months now? <laughs> Five weeks. Oh, same thing. But you know what? I've never been to Europe, so I think uh, I'm just a, this is like a backlog for all the trips I should have taken. Yeah. Listen. Um, and your first time to Europe and you come home with a boyfriend. That's pretty good. Not bad, right? I mean, most yeah. people study abroad when they go to college and they spend over six months. I didn't even do that. So I would say this is my college study abroad. I also, you know, got a boyfriend and um, who knows, probably COVID. It's just like really hard to say what yeah. else has been going on here. So which of these things are you bringing home? Uh, hopefully not COVID. Just COVID. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Adam lives there. Adam lives in the UK. No okay. one cares about this besides us. Oh, I see. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I've never seen you get so deflated. I don't think really? that's the case, but care? I'll let it go. That just means you don't want to talk about it yet. So it's he- not that I don't want to talk about it. It's, he lives in London, and we're going to figure out the distance situation. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. Babe, do you care that I'm telling everyone about our love life? He said no. So, I mean, he has to get used to it. I remember I once dated this guy who was like, I don't want to be in your set. Don't put me in your stand up. And I was uh, like, well, I don't want to date you. You're like, and scene. <laughs> and um, bye. Yeah. I'm I mean, like, listen, I'm... you do stand up. You have a podcast. He He's willing to be in it. Let's. All right. Good. You got to come along for the ride. You know, yeah. it's like if you don't want to be in my stand up set, it means you don't want to be part of my life. Right. Because your life you know? is a stand up set. Because my life, I just talk about what's going on. <laughs> my life is comedy. You know, I talk about what's going on. So if people don't want to be part of that, then they don't want to be part of this. That's right. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know, let's just get back to crime. You know, what really matters. Today, we're going to be talking about an Arizona man charged after mowing down and killing a bicyclist with his truck. It was a hit and run. A woman calling out an Indiana pastor for taking her virginity at 16. A sheep found guilty and sentenced to three years in jail for killing a woman in Africa. And then we will be talking about our main crime for today, the murders of Dennis and Norma Woodruff. I feel like we just got to clarify one thing because we said these stories were lighter and more fun. And I was really just thinking about the sheep one. Um, yeah, me too. To be others, honest, yeah. this just sheep going to jail is kind of a hilarious thought, but also people are dead. So it's not that funny. Yeah. It's not funny. Well, we'll find. But you know us. Yeah. And by us, I mean me. Okay. So. (laughs) All right. So the first story, you know, look, I know that this is a podcast. And so most of you are not 
looking at anything, but I do need you to Google this guy because we're about to roast the shit out of him. Sorry, sorry, but this man looks like a overgrown potato. <laughs> he looks like he swallowed a brick. He does he does have some sort of melting um look to him. He, he, you know, kind of a job of the hut melting. And listen, I want this clear right now. We're we're coming up we're not shaming this guy because he's uh heavy. This is not a fat shaming thing. This is a shaming this guy because he's a douchebag who killed someone on a bike and took off. If we're not allowed to roast murderers, who are we allowed to roast? Right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it looks like he's got a thyroid issue. Mm-hmm. Do you think he has tonsillitis? <laughs> I mean, amongst other <laughs> stuff, yes. <laughs> it does look like when you get um, an ice cream cone and they overdo it on the scoops. Yeah. He looks... Now Ed from 90 Day Fiance won't feel so alone. Yes, good he's call. Got a, he's got a twin brother. <laughs> well, let's so let's explain what he did. This way we can kind of hate him even more. All right, okay. So our first case for today is an Arizona man charged after mowing down and killing a bicyclist with his truck. So the culprit has been identified as 39-year-old Fernando Ramos and his victim identified as 60-year-old George Cooper who died on the scene of the hit and run. I don't know why people think that they get, they're they going to get away with hit and runs. Do you? No, I don't. There's cameras everywhere nowadays. There's also uh, eyewitnesses everywhere. And it's like you're in a, you're in a truck with a license plate with, and this guy, is, this guy doesn't blend into a crowd. No, he sure does not. The sheriff's office received multiple calls for the collision involving a car and a cyclist. When police arrived, he'd already fled the scene and he didn't even try to help Cooper. And witnesses said that they saw his Chevy truck crash into the cyclist, drag him along the road and then run him over just before fleeing the scene. So, so let's back that up for a second. So if you accidentally hit somebody, and you stop. Jesus that is the Christ. best case scenario. You get out and you help him. This guy kept going, therefore dragging this guy and ultimately running him over and then taking off. So zero regard for human life. This was a 60-year-old guy riding his bike. He could have saved and or helped at any point before actually murdering him. Mm -hmm. But who knows at one point he was already dead. And I understand... I understand panic when things go wrong, but I think that's when you really got to take over and you got to think, okay, let's make this the, the, it's the, it's the same thing with the people that running from anything. If you did it, I know you don't want to own up to it because you're terrified, but make it the best case scenario. When you st people start lying to the police, it's the same, it's the same thing. Stop. You're making it worse. Anytime someone runs, it's basically showing an admission of guilt. Right. You're freaked out. You don't know what to do. You run. So apparently he was biking. Cooper was biking the northeastern lane of the road and had a small trailer hitched to him when he was struck. If he had a small trailer, it's like you can't miss him. You can't. He was miss visible. Him. Yeah. That worried me at first when I first read that because small trailers are usually like kids in the back. But apparently, apparently not. Like, um, yeah, no one else was hurt. Yeah. Fortunately. Why do you think people think they can just get away with it? I don't know. I think I think the initial thing has got to be their fear and they're just they just want to get out of there and hope that everything's fine. But again, like we said, not the right thing to do. 
two, you have to have like something like this. And I'm not this guy. I don't put him in the same the same category as someone who goes out and, and commits a murder on purpose, because I do think this was an accident that he panicked and ran from. But he still now did murder someone. Right. Do you think he knew he was dead? I mean, when he fled or do you think he just thought maybe he was injured and someone would come and help him? I mean, why not check? That's the best. Yeah, thing why not check? Do, why know? not check? But also, let's be honest. This guy has super distinctive features. Like I said, he looks like the Michelin man. He's not. Yeah, he's not blending into a crowd. Right. He's so so how does he think that someone who looks this distinctive will just be able to not get away with it? That he doesn't think he's going to get recognized and caught. He's he's not an average looking person. Yeah, he's very no, specific. He's, very specific. Yeah. Like, Even, imagine if you had balls, but they were under your ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me a moment on that one, because I haven't <laughs> thought about that before. Um, yeah. He, he looks like he was a snake that just swallowed a mouse. Like, that's where we're at with this guy. Not it a looks mouse. like he has a flesh tire, a flesh colored tire around his neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're right. He, he looks like one big testicle. It's just live action, Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, and and one. So listen, this is this is not even <laughs> someone that is gonna be like if he's seen for, if there's like a red light camera, right, or any one of those things, you're going to see him through the windshield and know exactly who this is. This isn't the type of guy that you run into every day. So clearly, again, not thinking because he got he did get thankfully he did get caught. I just he did. He did because he was so specific looking that they were able to track him down. Yeah. And not to be lost in this, in the in the roasting that we're doing of him or the anger that we're throwing towards him is that a 60 year old guy was out riding his bike and, and was killed. And we don't know at what point he died, but I, I can guarantee you if he dragged him and then ran over him, if he had stopped right away and done something, then things could have at least been better. I wonder, yeah, man, this is one of those things that just makes you feel like it wasn't an accident because it's so strange. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, but, but, there could have been like a road rage or something. Right. Something so odd. Ugh. Right. <sighs> Not that we're upstanding citizens uh, or the, you know, Speak should be preaching yourself. to everybody. I well, am. I, I was just throwing, actually, I was throwing myself in the category <laughs> with you. I figured you were already in that category of not being. Um, but shit guys do the right thing like try try and act like you're living in a society if you do something that's an accident limit limit the repercussions for yourself and for others dimitri the heart and soul of this podcast mostly just the soul Appreciate and that. the heart <laughs> but there's no brains so we're fine no brains no brains but but that's fine we don't need that here yeah and you guys this next one I mean, this next hot topic is really heartbreaking. Not that they're all not heartbreaking, but this one specifically affects me. So a woman calls out an Indiana pastor for taking her virginity at the age of 16. And there is a full clip where you, someone has filmed part of it. Someone has filmed part of her going up and yelling at this pastor in front of the church. So if you want to listen to that, go ahead and take a listen later. But it's, I mean, it's, uh, did you watch any of that? I, I watched the whole thing. And it starts okay. with this pastor speaking to his congregation 
and saying, oh, I did something 20 years ago. Um, you know, I committed adultery. Um, to say it plainly, I didn't make a mistake. I didn't have an, I didn't have an affair. I just I had a misjudgment and I sinned and I'm here and, I'm, and I feel like I got to tell you. So I'm asking you for, for, for your forgiveness. So in the beginning, as you think these parishioners were, they said, very accepting of him coming clean about something. He said it was 20 years ago. Then when he's done, this woman comes up. Wait, wait. But also, before you say that, he got a round of applause after yeah, that right. from the congregation. Right. A standing ovation. If I'm, a standing if ovation. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and then, it's like Boz Lerman got a 20-minute standing ovation at Cannes at the end of Elvis. Like, that was deserved. Yeah. Different reasons. This this seems a little odd. Okay. No, no, please, Dimitri. So, so, okay. I get parishioners see their pastor come clean and say, I too have sinned. Maybe they're like, okay, so they give him a standing ovation. But he did this and he had to have knowingly done this. So she must have said, hey, I'm going to tell people about this because then he can clean what he claims after 20 years. She gets up and goes to the microphone with her now husband and says, it wasn't 20 years ago. It was 27 years ago. And I was 16. And all of a sudden, you can feel through this video, you can feel the energy in this in this church shift. And all of a sudden, it's dead silent. She goes on to describe some more stuff. And she, you know. And she said she wasn't the only one that he molested women, 15, 16, 17, went on for years, and that he took her virginity on the floor of his office. Yeah. And when she was 16. She, and she says, do you remember that? I know you remember that. And... She approached with her husband, who then also took the microphone, and he was saying, you know, I met her right after this, and, you know, we started dating right after this, and I remember all of this going down, and and this is all true. And it's interesting because it seemed planned to do it with her there, but there's something that makes me feel like either she agreed to just yes and it, and then decided to kind of just hijack and tell the full story and she was saying you know i can call them i can call these other women right now and i can have them on the phone stating exactly what you did to them yeah or or do you think that i mean it's just weird because you know obviously he's stepping down from the congregation that he was saying that he sinned right and that he didn't make a misjudgment that it was just sinning no that's a misjudgment yeah it's it's everything that he said it wasn't along with what he said it was is all of that yeah, it's a mistake. It's a, he said, I didn't make a mistake. You made a, many mistakes. A, he you says, know? I committed adultery. And I got to tell you, cheating on your wife was not the worst thing that you did in that scenario. So don't lead with that. This guy is a full on piece of shit. Yeah. And then so I don't know if there was an agreement where he's like, I'm going to come clean. But then he gets up there and he lies about the facts. And it's like, so so now you're just making it better on yourself. Right? I wonder, you know what? I wonder if she said she was going to come forward and he was like, no, no, I have an idea. How about I just tell everyone in the congregation what I've done and right. let's let's call it even instead of her, you know, going because the Me Too movement is I mean, it could have been that. And then she mm -hmm. just decided to grandstand it. And she said, so I guess it went on for a, for a while. And she said, uh, you know, she lived for 27 years in this prison. And she said it wasn't until she got married with this husband and she found the strength to, to not feel shame for this. And she says. She was 16. She, he groomed her and then he carried on this thing as if they were it was consensual, but it wasn't. And now she's like, so now she says she's finally feeling free for having complete 27 years. She lived with this because it, it wasn't she's that one really time. Strong. It went on. No, it went on and on. And it wasn't just for her. It was other women as well. And I'm sure they'll come forward and share all of their stories. 
And I think however this was manufactured to go down, you know, I I think she's really brave. The fact that she just came forward in front of all these people is talking about getting molested. Yeah. And it's super and, but it's not, it's super I mean rape, brave. right? Yeah. I mean yeah. this is rape. It's super brave and it's it's you know, hopefully it's empowering to the other women that that are feeling that shame that she was feeling to to start to heal and to start to feel better. And I think she did it for them as much as she did it for herself. And um, her husband seems like a sweet, loving, really compassionate man who also, unfortunately, it, it does feel a lot of times like women need a man to back them up for people to take their claim seriously. Right. And so uh, in that same video, you'll see when I said the room started to shift, the people started, the parishioners who once stood and applauded him started calling back out, is this true? How old was she? So they started peppering him with questions and that you could feel there were, I'm actually surprised he got out of there alive because you could feel them, the anger starting to brew up there. Right. It got really hot really quick as it should have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think he tried to go out gracefully, but now it's disgracefully. Yeah. Because however graceful you can make. Yeah. He tried to make it all poetic. I didn't make a mistake. I didn't have an affair. I've sinned. sinned And now I'm asking for your forgiveness. Thank you. And he gets a standing ovation. He must have been Uh, right. He must have been thinking, oh, I'm getting out of this. Yeah. Literally right off. Yeah. And I'm so glad she got up and did what she did. The strength that it took for her to do that. And then for everybody to all of a sudden, you know, not the same thing at all, but just because of the likeness of it. When you go back to the Will Smith thing at the Oscars, remember everybody mm-hmm. applauded him after the thing and was like, he got a standing ovation. And it's like, I wanted people to turn right then and there. And you know what? When, when I saw the standing ovation at the beginning of this, I was like, I really hope there's more to this video. And when they started to turn and they, then you could see them as she and her husband were walking out, they were reaching out to her and they were, <clears throat> and they were, you know, lending her support and saying that they were there and, and asking for forgiveness for something that they hadn't done. I think the difference between Hollywood and church is that church believes in hell and there's no God. (laughs) Right. You know, there's nothing holy there. Just straight up hell. So you said purgatory. I said hell. I said what I said. No, I think, you know, it's, um, Hollywood. Pretty, pretty clear why these people start. I, I hope, I mean, I'm actually happy that they turned and started asking questions. I mean, started probing him. And I'm glad. Yeah. Because he, you know, like we said, he thought, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to leave out some info. I'm going to get it done. I'll look like a hero. I'm going to get out of here. And he didn't, which is exactly the beginning of what he deserves. Lying by omission. Yeah. Um, but what what I'm tired of, I'm tired of is, is people, you know, using their religion as like a get out of jail free card. Okay. Yeah. And we see it a lot nowadays. We see it with guns. We see it with all this different stuff. And it's like, well, you know, God told me to do this or you can't do this because Jesus says it in the Bible. You, you're not speaking for him. Okay. And you shouldn't be making laws for other people. So that goes, there's a lot of stuff now. I'm talking about guns. I'm talking about abortion. I'm talking about people pointing fingers at like family values and and divorced families and religion. And that's their excuse for everything. And this guy right here, he tried to do the same thing. That was his excuse. I've sinned and now I'm coming clean. Thank you for forgiving me. It's like, hold up. We're not playing that game anymore. And I am a religious person. I did grow up going to a church, uh, but I don't I don't buy the free pass thing. This really reminds me of the Kevin Spacey ordeal, who, by the way, is now going to be representing himself in court because he wants more stage time. 
Yeah, perfect. But do you remember when Kevin Spacey got me tooed? It, it's like whoever Kevin Spacey and this pastor is working with for PR, that person is getting paid a millions of dollars. Right. I mean, they, they have a very good PR person. Kevin Spacey was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I did rape a young man, but it's because I was afraid to tell people I'm gay. I'm gay now. See? And and can't, can't you just applaud me for the fact that I'm coming out and I'm a proud gay man? And we were like, huh? Yeah, right. Hold up. And you know what? That's the That's exact. That's not an excuse. It's the exact same thing as the guy we talked about before, that the hit and run. No, because you know why? While you were doing what you're telling us, you were doing what Kevin Spacey was saying, you dragged somebody else down and you hurt someone else beyond, you know, hopefully not beyond repair at all, but certainly a long journey to deal with that. And no, you don't, when you do that and, and you take someone else down, then the, the, hero, the heroic story of I was afraid and now I'm not. No, because you ruined other people's lives. Right. And I, I just think that these people who think so highly of themselves who are like yeah so i did that thing but you know i still deserve applause it's like what mm -hmm. right like i still deserve to be loved by everyone after i've it's like huh yeah and i'm being <laughs> i'm being honest and i'm coming out about it yeah 27 years later because yeah, you, i guarantee you you're being forced for that yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah same thing with kevin spacey yeah you're coming clean because you got busted right Right, right, right. Uh, them both. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. And also, it's like, how dare you do that to the gay community? Right. Right. Because like, there's people they, that are that are legitimately struggling to come out, and they're not doing the things that you did, but you're making it harder on, on everybody, and you're being selfish, and you're... Ugh. Yeah. Selfish. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, happy Pride Month. All right. So, we're moving right along to our next hot topic. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com slash iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. This one is so bonkers, you guys. A sheep is found guilty and sentenced to three years in jail for killing a woman in Africa. I think. Should we repeat that? A sheep has been found guilty and has been sentenced to prison. I think PETA has gone too far this time. We don't. They don't need equal rights. You know what I mean? Like this is the vegan movement has to stop. (laughs) I've never heard of an animal being sent to prison. No, this is bizarre. So. The sheep has been found guilty and sentenced to three years in jail for killing a woman in Sudan, Africa, in an area called Akulyo. I probably mispronounced that. I'm sorry. With it's all reported- your world travels. <laughs> Cute to me, Trey. It's reported that. that earlier this month, police in South Sudan took a sheep into custody. Do you think that they interrogated it? <laughs> Where were you the night of April 15th? At 9 p.m. You know, it's like, what? Um, After it attacked a 45-year-old woman named Adieu Chapping, it's reported that the ram repeatedly headbutted her and broke her ribs. Now, I got to know what the sheep said its motive was. (laughs) Right. I mean, but that's the thing. We we interrogated it. It was was (laughs) found it it guilty. It's like... (sighs) Okay, so... But also, so... Unfortunately, while she was recovering from the sheep attack... She passed away from her injuries. And I I don't know what else to say, but they literally said they apprehended the ram and then put it into custody. Yeah. Do you think it do you think it's a, there's a bail set for it? So I mean they're gonna put sentence to three years in jail. So there are they gonna put this sheep in a in a prison, which by the way is just a zoo, right? Because when you put an animal behind bars, it's a zoo. First of all, clap, clap, clap. PETA loves you. Second of all, the owner, by the way, they said is innocent. And the ram is the one who penetrated the crime, perpetrated the crime. I have, uh, I have something on the mind. Who knows gonna, what it could be. But um, I'm going to need a moment. Okay. Yeah. You could take the girl out of Paris, but you can't take the... No, we're going to stop right there. Out of the girl. Okay. All right. So the owner is innocent and the ram is the one who perpetrated the crime. So it deserves to be arrested. And apparently the ram was a neighbor of this woman. Sure. And then later on, 
They said that the case will be forwarded to customary court where the case can be handled amicably. Okay, so I appreciate the fact that the owner is innocent because unless he trained this sheep to headbutt and like showed her a, showed him a picture and sent her after that, then you know, fine. So I'm glad that the owner is not being you know dragged into something because his sheep did something ridiculous. I agree wholeheartedly. However, I think everyone probably listening to this podcast or you know at least that lives in the United States is used to when it, when an animal attacks and kills someone, that animal is then euthanized. Yes, like when dogs bite humans, etc. Right. And that fact, there was a story I just saw uh, this morning. There was a nine-year-old in like Washington that was playing hide and seek outside. And a, 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 it was like a, a mountain lion or something attacked her. She's in the hospital. I believe she's going to be fine. But it's like, so something like that, right? Remember the kid uh, that fell in the zoo in Cincinnati and the and then they ended up, you know, killing the gorilla like this i'm not i'm not taking one side or the other but that's the stuff that happens the fact that this sheep is being sentenced to prison shows you a difference in these countries well also if the sheep was a person wouldn't they be put on death row perhaps perhaps or, or whatever depending on what the laws are there yeah i don't know what the i think that's what it comes down to it's a good point whatever the laws are there they're very bizarre i don't know how many animal animals they have killing humans there and how many times they've had a trial like this it doesn't sound like they were scrambling for precedent right well also let's be honest how long did these sheep live because three years could be a life sentence true i, I don't know i don't know the lifespan of a sheep <laughs> on that note. i think it's time to go to break yeah and this has been an episode of stupid news coming to you live by leanne dimitri all right, guys, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. And don't commit any crimes while you listen to a fabulous ad. BRB. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. 
Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, welcome back to Real Time Crime, folks. I'm your host, Leah Lamar, and I have with me Dimitri Pappas. Pappas? Pappas. 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 What Sorry, this? Dimitri. Episode like 162. Nice Dimitri's living in hell. <laughs> AKA Hollywood. What's up, baby? All right, you guys. It's time for our drum roll, please. Main case of the day. It was a very fast drum roll. Thank you. You guys, this uh, show, Double Life, Double Murder, is now streaming on Hulu, and there's a 2020 investigation out. If you have not heard about the murders of a married couple, Dennis and Norma Woodruff, you're about to. So what happened? Here's the nitty gritty. A friend discovered married couple Dennis and Norma Woodruff murdered in their home located in Rose City, Texas in October 2005. Authorities quickly suspected the couple's son, Brandon, who was the last person to see his parents alive. According to reports, Brandon had dinner with his parents and later left for Abilene. Friends of Brandon testified that he was supposed to pick them up at 5 p.m. in Dallas the day of the murder for a ride to Abilene University, but didn't arrive until 10 p.m. After 10 p.m. Not great. Dennis and Norma, not good. Doesn't look good for Brandon. Dennis and Norma were found with bullets and stab wounds to their necks and faces. So this is a huge act of violence, right? Because someone would normally be dead after one bullet. It wasn't a... Or perhaps one stab wound. Yeah, and it wasn't a, a... just a quick crime where you think, oh, my God, what have I done? Clearly, when you follow stuff up with more. No, whoever, right. Whoever this person was really wanted these people dead, 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 dead for right. sure. The mother had multiple gunshots to the face and her throat was slit. So, you know, it was someone who was very angry or really wanted to make sure that there was no chance that they would live. Yeah. Okay. So the so son then, is the is the main suspect. And like like we pointed out, he was supposed to be somewhere at five. He didn't show up till after 10. If it legitimately is just a case of running five hours late, not the great, not the best day for to, to have that have been done. Okay. So then authorities say a recovered weapon, a dagger with one of the victim's DNA that they said belonged to Brandon could have been used in the crime. And they found it in a barn. Investigators argue that the dagger was the weapon used to stab the couple, but Brandon claimed that his father had accidentally cut his hand with it long before. This is starting to sound like the Amanda Knox case. Records show that there were no signs of forced entry or stolen items and that the killer had cleaned up in a bathroom of the home before fleeing the scene. Sounds like someone who A, knew the property well, 
B, had access to the property. C, didn't want anything besides the death of these two people. Right. Um, D, knew where the bathrooms were, were and felt felt clear enough on whatever these two people's schedules were that no one else was going to come to the house at any point for anything. Right. Good point. Because they felt they had enough time to clean up in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Brandon was arrested six days later after the authorities found irregularities in his testimony. Oh, really? Okay. So, you guys, now we get into the nitty gritty. A jury found Brandon guilty after hearing from the persecution that Brandon had killed his parents to receive their life insurance and live freely his secret life as a gay man in Dallas. So apparently he was going back and forth from university where he would go to Dallas and actually go out of state from Texas to film adult movies, a.k.a. he was doing porn, gay porn, and he was a gay man in this other life that he had. But he even had a girlfriend and... I guess he was just living a full-on double life. So he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. He's already served 13 years of his life sentence, and he maintains that he is innocent. He claims that this is an anti-gay bias, influenced people, and the jury in his Texas Bible Belt city did not want him to be free. And since they had no other suspects, they just wanted to pin it on him. And... Brandon says that he was falsely characterized as a wild gay man who was living a double life by the persecution in order to convince a very conservative jury. He said, I'm innocent. I didn't kill my parents at all. I think you should look at the totality of the evidence instead of pointing to any other information. Although I did read that I guess his mom had blonde hairs in her hand when she was found dead and they never tested the DNA on it and they don't know where the hair is now. He does have blondish hair, by the way. And you would assume that it was her trying to defend herself against the killer. And that would probably really lock in this case. Authorities claim that Brandon was living this double life, skipping college classes, going to Dallas for wild adventures. You know, this is usually what the, what, um, what the prosecution does when they're trying to pin it on someone is they paint someone a villain, which is exactly what happened in the Amanda Knox case when that Italian prosecutor was trying to paint her as Foxy Noxy, you know, this sex uh, enthused sinner who was having these like villainous sex parties that were Satan involved. It's like, what? Anyway, so they tried to break down the character, but so you could see why this would work in a small Texas town. Saying exactly. that he's out having like weird, you know, weird homosexual, you know, parties and filming. That is enough to get people in a small Texas town riled up and, and wanting to shut that down. So you could see that as as potentially what happened. Right. And so his grandmother, Bonnie, has stood by his innocence, paying for his legal fees and is supporting his attempts to appeal his conviction. The Innocence Project of Texas is now reviewing his case. And the gun connected to the killings was never found, but it's believed he stole a gun from his ex-girlfriend's mother's house. And apparently the mother said that the gun and bullets were missing. And it is exactly the type of bullets that were found at the scene. Hmm. And it's very possible he had been there the weekend before that he had stolen the gun, but no one can prove it because they haven't found the gun, but it seems a little too convenient in my opinion. Right. 
assuming that she is, in fact, telling the truth. The problem for him is he says, don't look at the fact that I had this other life going on. Look at the, what do you say, the the totality? The, evi- the, the evidence, evidence yeah. right. And he said, look at that. But right now, that's all still pointing to him. Right. There's no other suspect. Look, he grew up super popular, that he was really beloved. He was outgoing. He was an animal lover. He was president of the Future Farmers of America. He had a steady girlfriend. He was voted most school spirit. So, you know, when you have someone who's painted as this really good kid, it's um, a way for them to say, no, how could it be him? He's so gentle. He's so lovely. Everyone loved him. It couldn't be him being the murderer. I find the yeah, I find the the life insurance thing a little more difficult to believe because but I know people do this, but killing people doesn't get you that life insurance right away. You're going to be a suspect especially because of it. I can't imagine that he did this because he wanted that. It seems way too careless. I just wonder if it's froze but that could be a reason because if start, you were... Start back a second. You froze there. You said, I just wonder... I just wonder if his parents were against homosexuality and so he felt like he could never be himself or come out and maybe maybe it's something that's just been brewing for a while. Maybe. And that's certainly a storyline that, that could be feasible. But, you know, just leave, man. Leave. We need a motive. And and so that's the other thing is like, I want more information about this case. And obviously, I think we'll receive it on 2020. But apparently, eight of the 12 jurors admitted to believing homosexuality was morally wrong. Do you think that they should have been able to serve on the jury? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Because that's the main thing that they're painting him with. And, you know, then you're getting into his lifestyle is fine. If, if he was doing those things, that is in his right to do. But that's what it's, it goes back to what we said earlier in the show. You can't then have someone come in that's super religious and be like, no, I think that's wrong. Therefore, I think he killed his parents. There's two different things. I know. I also, you know, it took him 13 years to finally give a TV interview and explain why he's innocent. That seems like a very long time. I feel like you would want to do that earlier if you were indeed. I feel like you would want to do that earlier. This feels like some sort of weird last hurrah, cry for attention, way to garner support. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who the other suspects are. It just yeah. seems like all signs point to him. But I think the question is why? Right. Is it really all about this life? Like... Did anybody interview the grandmother? Was she on the stand during this? The grandmother that supports him and claims uh, that he's innocent? That I don't know. Because I'd like to hear her story about the about the family dynamic and this and that and why she thinks he didn't do it or what. I mean, listen, this is this is the movie watcher and me going into this. But it's like, who knows? You know, like American Beauty. Who knows what's going on with the dad? Right. Who knows what the situation was growing up, if there was any kind of physical abuse or this and that. So I think all of that kind of stuff plays into this. I don't think you can just pin it on that he was a, a wild guy. And this reminds me of, did you ever hear that there was that case, um, that whole family got murdered in like Indiana and one of, it was a pastor and his family. And this is- um, Wasn't this a case we covered last week, Piketown Massacres? No, this is a different- Oh, one. no, no, no. This is a different family that murdered people. Yeah. Got it, got it. My bad. Um, so the whole family, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, sorry, there's so many of them, sadly. Yeah, so many. So, and so um, what it came out to was everybody said, oh, 
the um, the father and his son were fighting. The son wanted to go to the prom. Father said no. So then they said he went and killed his whole family because he wanted to go. Because then he went to the prom and they picked him up. Didn't know his family was dead. It was this whole thing. And everyone's like, that's what it was. He was this. And they were all quick to to point it out and to shut the case and this and that. Now, another um, true crime podcast, and I don't mind giving their name because they don't do what we do. But they counterclock did something and they went through and investigated this whole thing. And now they're like, oh, well, there was a tie where somebody owed money in Florida and they found this whole other thing going on. And that kind of reminds me of this story because it's so obvious that it was this guy. But you know what? If you had people that knew what they were doing, they could have shown up and they would make it seem like it was this. They could easily make it seem like it was someone else. Get out of there. Clean up what they needed to clean up. Get out of there and make it seem like, oh, the son's the obvious choice. So I, I can't say for 100 percent that that he did it because I think there's a lot of variables in play. Well, apparently authorities claim that his timeline of events were super inconsistent when he was asked about the murders. And, you know, we've seen this before where they get forced confession, forced confessions because they're nervous or shocked or or physically harmed into giving a false confession. They just want to go home or they want to take a deal or whatever it is because they're scared and afraid. But apparently, so they were killed in a brand new home. They moved to a new home. They were downsizing and they were killed in their new home. And according to the timeline, there was maybe about like 19 minutes in between when people actually saw Brandon and the last phone call that was made to the mom by someone else that the murders could have happened in if it was Brandon. And that's a pretty short amount of time. Yeah, it is a short amount of time. And did they go out to dinner or were they because I'd love to know if they were out to dinner. I'd love to know people that saw them there. Was it, you know, a contentious dinner? Were they arguing? Were they or was it? This, and between them, any any people that saw them before that and the grandmother, I'd love to hear from. Yeah, it's interesting because it, this is a little reminiscent of the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundrie case where, you know, you see all these photos on Instagram of them being a super happy couple and everything's hunky dory. And then when you look at the nitty gritty, they're fighting constantly and there's physical and verbal abuse happening regularly. And we just really don't know what the picture looks like up close and personal right and but also, that's also we don't know yeah. until it becomes a tv movie exactly until netflix lets us know what's up right you know man this case is so heartbreaking but it's interesting because there are just no other suspects at least in the amanda knox case there was another suspect like there's usually or theories even theories there's there are no theories about anyone else right no, and that doesn't mean that there isn't, you know, so, like I was pointing out before, there could be something someone could have stopped by in between that time. So, so random and seems so unbelievable. But to be honest, all of this seems so unbelievable because that's just not who we are. But it goes back to what we said, man. Like if you're if, there are plenty of people that don't like their kids, there are plenty of kids that don't like their parents. Just if if, if they don't agree with your life, just move on. Just get I mean, out of there. You know, there's always the possibility of new neighborhood. Maybe people saw who was moving in. Maybe maybe we don't know what the parents were involved in and there was something much deeper happening, just like in the Piketown murders, where yeah. then suddenly they started chasing it back to cartel. Well, whatever they chased it down to. Right. Um, so <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we just don't know. But I would suggest watching the Hulu show, Double Life, Double Murder, and what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Do you think that Brandon killed his parents? 
brutally murdered his parents for life insurance so that he could start his life anew and have freedom. Do you think that? Or do you think that this case will probably go unsolved and that they may never find the killer? Yeah. I mean, call and let us know. But I think me personally, the life insurance seems like a a far fetched to me, but I know people have done it. And I could buy that the jury was a little skewed because it was a small town in Texas and what his lifestyle was. Doesn't mean he didn't do it. That's, I mean, I could also, if I want to go running wild with my thoughts here, I could think maybe somebody set him up to be guilty because of that, because they had a problem with that or because they had a problem with the parents or whatever. So, Ooh, the plot thickens. Yeah. Dimitri. Right? Good good one. I'm going to virtually high five you. Appreciate that. (laughs) Back at you. Yeah, guys, DM us. Let us know what you think. Also, for the people who are sending me DMs like, hey, I've got two crimes for you with video that no one knows about. I don't want those. Please send them to the police. I, I am I'll very worried about those. Yeah, yeah. Or send them to Dimitri. I'm not the person that should be looking at those. Um, but I do appreciate it. Especially and now maybe- that Leah has a boyfriend. She spends way less time in her DMs. Just kidding. She's there. Keep writing to her. No, my manager told me. He was like, uh, so you're getting some weird DMs? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Anyway, but do call us. You know, like, why not call us and leave a voicemail? And if the voicemail's like, hey, I saw these two crimes and I've got videos, fine. Yeah. Fine. But, you know, just uh, let us know if there's a Casey thing we should look into. We're always having our eyes and ears open for the hot tips, except for when they should go to the police directly. When well, it go- it- but I also feel comfortable. Listen, if you if you, this is your safe space and you want to bring it to us, then we can discuss it and maybe send it on to the police. Um, yeah, actually, yes. You're right, Dimitri. You're right. You're right. You're I mean, right. Just, right? If you have information, get it out there. You know what? I guess that's what we're here for. And if you've committed a crime and you're trying to make it better on yourself by not coming clean, just don't. Make it, make it easy. You're and better don't come off. clean on our voicemail. Again, that's not that's not wearable. But but if we're our safe, if we're your safe space, this is where I disagree again. You know what? Fine, call us. But you know, like keep the really intense ones off the voicemail. Right. I mean, I guess they're all intense, huh? No, it's like if you're like, oh, I committed petty theft and stole the staplers from my old place of work. You know, let us know. Yeah. Well. If you're like, ooh, I jaywalked in L.A., you know, keep that to yourself. That's very serious. It's <laughs> very, very serious. Yeah, we don't. We're, we can't handle something like that. That's a crime punishable by death in Los Angeles. Imagine if a sheep jaywalked. Okay. Oof. All um, right. Well, I think we've come to. I think we've come to the end. And just as a reminder, you guys, the voicemail is eight six six twenty one crime. That's. 866-21-CRIME. 866-21-CRIME. That's 866-212-7463. I just love the fact that Adam is sitting there in this room uh-huh. watching. Like, you had to do that in front of him, and he had to sit there and watch. Are you guys still together? He's passed out. Uh-huh. Do you think we bored him to death? <laughs> it's possible. I just looked over to see his look of mortification, and in fact, there was nothing. He's just, he's sleeping. And I will say that he is committing a crime right now because I've told him a million times, I'm like, no outside clothes on the bed. And he's passed out on the pillows where I put my face with his dirty jeans. Um, We're going to have a talk about this. This, <laughs> this, this relationship is over yeah, before this, it started. This is going well. <laughs> You guys, follow us on Real Time Crime Pod on Instagram. 
you can find me at Leah Lamar with two R's on Instagram, Twitter, my Lamar.com and Leah Lamar with five R's on TikTok for show dates. Usually just Instagram is the place to find me. I will be back in LA next week. So I will start doing shows in LA again. I will be at the improv. I got some other shows lined up already. And I think I'll be doing some shows in London Sunday, Monday. So if you're in London and you hear this uh, manana, uh, come see me, DM me. I'll give you my schedule. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I think that's Italian. I think that was. That's the only place I haven't been to in Europe since I got here. I mean, besides all the other places. I No offense, but I don't need to go to Germany. Uh, been there genetically. Done that. Um, they can, you know, whatever. I just... So, Dimitri, we can find you on the internet. <laughs> yeah, just at Dimitri Pappas. At Dimitri Pappas. Yeah, you don't need the southern accent when you write it. Just D-E-M-E-T-R-I-P-A-P-P-A-S. Dimitri, do you hate me? I do not. Really? I, I actually, Even though I, I thoroughly I said enjoy Pappas. our time together. Pappas. That's right. It's better than people that go Pappas. Anyway, you guys, this has been real. Um, love you so much. Stay safe out there. Don't commit any crimes. Talk to you next week. Bye. It's real time crime. It's real time crime. It's real. I mean, is it actually real time crime? Are we solving anything? Or is that just a thing we say? It's a thing we say. Got it. Okay. See you next week for more real time crime. Only on iHeartRadio. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.